All right, if you have your Bibles this morning, I'm going to be in Psalms chapter 40. Now, I may have preached this before, but I've never preached this message before that God has laid on my heart. <coughs> Maybe this scripture, y'all pray and I'll preach, or y'all pray and Jesus will preach, and I'll try to keep up with him, all right? Psalms chapter 40 this morning. When you finally stand with us as we read it, read God's Word this morning. We, I believe we need to honor Him this morning. I can leave right now and say it's been good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Man, the Sunday school lesson was just great and all this beautiful singing. And I'll tell you what, you can go to Nashville, Tennessee, fellas, and you won't find no better than what they are right here in the house of the Lord. Psalm chapter 40, and David said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the mark clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my going. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside unto lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come, and the volume of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. Brother Lee, ask a blessing on the word. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, as I looked at this, and I was sitting there, and sometimes you know how you'll just read something and keep on reading, and then when you get done reading, you can't remember what you read. Because we don't take time to stop and study it out. Well, if we don't know what we're reading or reading about, then it ain't going to do us any good. So I got this down, and I love the book of Psalms anyway. And I got to reading, and I got to studying on it in Psalms, or Psalms 40. And I want to, you know, if you're going to build something, a building, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to dig what they call a footer, and you're going to dig it deep, and you're going to pour a good, solid foundation. You're going to build it with concrete. You're going to pour a footer out of concrete. Because if you don't get a foundation built solid, then the building that you're building is not going to stand. So we need to build, first of all, our foundation upon the Word of God. And if we get the foundation built on the Word of God, then this old building is going to stand through the storms of life. Amen? I feel like preaching a little this morning, if that's all right in this house. You know, and David said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard me. And that word in my Bible, waited, I waited, the letters are bigger than the rest of that sentence. 
So David was telling us that we've got to wait upon the Lord sometimes. Amen. Let me read you something over here if I can find it right quick. Now David said, wait upon the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, Isaiah said, but they that wait, there's that word wait, but those that wait upon the Lord shall, what? Renew their spirit. Amen. How many needs their spirit renewed this morning? I believe we all need our spirit renewed. Amen. And he said, renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. So the psalmist David said, wait upon the Lord. And the Bible said, the prophet Isaiah said, wait upon the Lord. I don't know about you, but sometimes uh, that next word there, I'm liking some of that. I waited patiently, David said. How many of us is willing to wait patiently uh, upon the Lord to see uh, what His will is? That's pretty good preaching, whether you like it or not. My patience, Marty, sometimes I can't wait because my patience won't let me wait upon some things. You know, sometimes... We will pray about something. We'll ask God for something. And we want God to give it right then. Anybody that way? We want it right then and right there. We don't want to wait till tomorrow or next week. <clears throat> so we don't have patience to wait for God, to see what God's will is in our life. I said it's a good thing that God does not give us everything that we asked Him for and everything that we want. Amen. If God gave us everything we want, we're wanting a bunch of people. Amen? If God gave us everything we wanted, we would be the most miserable person on this earth because you wouldn't have time to use it all. But David said, I waited patiently for the Lord. And listen to the next part of it. And he inclined unto me. In other words, he done what? He listened to me. How many of you prayed and you felt like God was not listening? Just two or three, four or five? Well, you're lucky. If you think God's listening all the time, I, I tell you what, that's, but we've got to wait upon the Lord. David said, I prayed unto the Lord, and he inclined his ear. He listened to me. And listen to the rest of it. And he, he, he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. Think that God is not hearing your prayers, there's something wrong with you. Because there's nothing wrong with God. If we praying and sincerely believing and sincerely praying to God, God hears our prayers. The only prayers that God don't hear is them that He's never prayed. Amen. And if they are prayed, they're not praying sincerely. See, we got to get sincere with God before He'll get sincere with us. So I wait. And I'll have to say my patience is a lot better than they used to be, Brother Mike, because I have learned sometimes we've got to wait upon the Lord to see if it's His will in this or that. Sometimes, God, we ask God, and sometimes we don't like the answer we get from God. Sometimes we pray for something and ask God for something. Sometimes God will say yes, and sometimes He'll say no, and sometimes he'll say, wait. Now, we like the answer, yes, I'm going to give it to you. 
We don't like the answer no, you don't need it, and we sure don't like the answer wait and we'll see. Tony's talking this morning, we all go through the storms of life, amen. I go through storms, you go through storms, your storm may not be the way my storm and my storm may not be the way your storm is. But let me tell you something, my friend, if we're going to get through these storms in life, I, I know the one that's going to bring you through it, amen. He's going to bring you through it. So David said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry, listen to this, and he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, uh, out of the mire clay, uh, and set my feet upon a rock, I like to say the solid rock, uh, and he established uh, my goings. Thank God, uh, the day that Jesus Christ uh, has done come down from the portals of heaven, uh, he done went through everything that we go through or ever will go through, uh, and he has done blazed the trail, as the old saying goes, uh, on the way to heaven, amen. Uh, he's done made this journey here and back, uh, and he's the only one that knows the way this morning. Uh, but if you know Jesus Christ, uh, he is the way, uh, and we need to follow him. Uh, and he said here, he has established my goings, amen. He's established my goings. When I read that, I thought over in Jeremiah, who I'd read over there, when he said he brought me up also, and David was going through some storms, and David's here, the title of this message was, uh, uh, here in the Bible was, Praise for Answered Prayer. How many times have you prayed, and how many times has God answered it, and you didn't take time to stop and think and give God praise for it? How many times has He touched your physical body? How many times has He touched us physically, and we failed to give God praise for it? I remember reading over in the Bible back over one place. I don't remember what scripture it was, but David said, I praise him in the morning. I praise him in the day. And he said, I praise him when I lay up on my bed at night. Anybody do that? I believe we ought to lift our hand and praise God before we ever get out of bed. Hallelujah. And thank him that we've opened our eyes to see another day. Amen. We need to get, when we get able to get out of bed, God helped us get out of bed. I believe we are when our feet hit the ground. Say, thank you, God, I can still walk this morning. Thank you, God, that I'm able to dress myself. Thank you, God, I'm able to bath myself. Thank you, God, I am able to sit down and feed myself. Because a lot of people uh, has got to have help in doing that thing. Uh, hey, man, as long as we're in physical good need uh, that we can do these things ourselves, we know somebody, everybody knows somebody uh, that's not able to do that, uh, and them the ones we need to lift up in prayer, hey man. Amen. Ones we need to lift up in prayer. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. And I would start to say there, I read back in Jeremiah one day, where Jeremiah back in the old Bible, Brother Dean, I believe a lot of times these pits that they spoke of, uh, or citrons they spoke of was pits. Uh, they were big open wells, uh, and uh, they had went dry, and all was in the bottom of many of them uh, was just some old miry clay where it evidently had rained or water had seeped in. Uh, the well wasn't no good for nothing uh, because all it was was just mud in the bottom. And they put Jeremiah down in there one day, some of the uh, religious people did, I guess, uh, and left him there to die because he couldn't get out. Uh, but praise be unto God, let me tell you something. Uh, just as God was not done uh, with Jeremiah, God was not done with me uh, what I've been through and thought I was going to die. Hallelujah. Uh, because when God is not done with you, uh, God is going to deliver you. Somebody ought to say amen in this place. If there's one thing I hate is preaching to a dead church, amen. 
That didn't go over very well, and I didn't mean for it to. I just believe it's speaking my mind what God gives me. Amen. I believe when we come to the house of God, we ought to come for one reason, and that's to give Him praise and glory. Amen. Not to see how somebody combed their hair or what somebody's wearing or find out the gossip that's been going on all week. When we come into God's house, this is the house of the Lord. And you, you remember over in the Bible when Jesus went into the temple, into the house of the Lord, and they were sitting in there, the money changers, uh, and it made Jesus mad. You say, oh, I didn't know Jesus got mad. Uh, oh, you better believe he does sometimes. He gets angry with you, you know. And, and, and the Bible said that he went in and he seen what was going on, and he run them all out and turned the money changers over. Uh, and the Bible said, uh, this is a house of the Lord, amen. Uh, this is a house of worship. Uh, but he said, you have made it a den of thieves, amen. This house of the Lord is for one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to come and worship and get our needs met, amen. For no other reason. This is God's house. It's been dedicated to God. And we ought to give God praise every time we walk through them doors for a good, beautiful building, amen, to come and worship in. People said years ago, said this is never going to happen at Bloomington Chapel. You can't do it. It can't be done. Well, they was right. I couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. But God done it. Anybody want to give God the praise for it this morning? God done it. And the Bible said that, and he had put a new song like that. He put a new song in my mind. You remember when you got saved? You wanted to tell everybody about it, didn't you? Hey, guess what? I got saved. I got saved. Wanted to tell everybody about it. Boys, long as we was, long as we was, uh, uh, was on that uh, chocolate pie, so to speak, as long as we was on that, on that easy street, you know, as long as uh, 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 we was going by feelings, what we feel inside. Man, it was easy to stand up and testify. You boys awake? It was easy to stand up and twist, testify, wasn't it? Tell everybody who you, that you got saved. But then, boy, down the road a little bit, when he started taking you off the mill and putting you on the meat, some of your old friends you used to see, you run up on them and the things you used to do, and it's not as easy to witness, was it? What not? See, when you're getting off the meat, when you get off the meat, it's a different story. But the meat is what will give you strength, and the meat is the Word of God. And David said, and he had put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God, many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Who are you trusting in this morning? Who are you trusting in this morning? If we're trusting in anything or anybody except the Lord, fellow, we're going to fall down. Jesus is not only my Lord and Savior, but Jesus is my best friend. Amen. I spend more time with Him probably alone than I do anybody else because the church is not there all the time. My brothers and sisters are not there all the time. My wife's not around all the time, but my Jesus is there all the time. He's there all the time. Some people say, well... You know, we need to pray heaven down. You don't have to pray heaven down. It's already here. Jesus, well, we need to pray the Lord down. You don't have to pray the Lord down. The Lord's already here. Because when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. And if he's with you all the time, how much better can that get? Amen. It can't get no better than knowing that you've got a friend that sticks closer to the brother. It don't feel any better when we stop and think about Brother Tony and Brother John. It don't get any better when we know uh, that the great healer uh, is inside of us, live within us. 
It gave us great feeling. There's nothing no better feeling than when we're going through a storm. Uh, hey, man, if we've got the faith uh, and we put our faith in the Lord and if we wait upon the Lord, it is a good consolation to know uh, that we have the one uh, that's done been through that storm uh, and he's leading you through it to get you stronger for the next storm. It's the greatest weapon we've got is prayer. Verse 4, it said, Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust. How many believe that this morning? Blessed, you know what that's saying? Blessed is that man who makes the, blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust. And that's talking to you women too. That's talking to you women. Blessed means happy are you if you have made the Lord your Savior. We're blessed. We're blessed this morning. To have him is our own personal Savior. He said, many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful work which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to us, word or to us, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Did you ever stop and think just how blessed you are? I don't believe we really do. I don't believe we really stop. David said, if I stopped and I counted the blessings that I'm blessed with, they're more than I can count. There's no number of them. I'm 74 past years old, and I've been blessed over the years. The blessings that I've been blessed with, there's no way that I know, no way I can count them, because as David said, Marty, there are too many. But I do realize and know this morning that I am a blessed man, uh, and you're a blessed man and woman, uh, and this is a blessed church, uh, and we need to give God a hand of praise in it. Amen. And let Him know just how blessed you think we are. I went to bed last night, and I was so excited about church this morning. I was so excited because I felt better. My voice had begun to get out. I slowed down a lot on my coughing. And I've been through a storm like others have been through, but I know the one that's bringing me out of it. When I thought I was going to die a few times in it, my wife thought I was going to die. I think my doctor thought I was going to die. I think that some other thought I was going to die. Sherry's shaking her head, yeah. <laughs> I feel so blessed that people, some of them I didn't even know, they know me, but I didn't know them. But, Mike, I feel so blessed that people like that come asking about me and said, we've been praying for you. I had no clue. God still got some good people in this world, whether you know it or not. You may not be one of them, but God has got them in it. Amen. God's got them in it. It said, sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Is God opening anybody's ears this morning? Amen. That's what the Word of God will do if you allow it to. He'll open up your ears, amen. And it, he'll get further just your ears. It'll get into our hearts and into our minds. Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Burn offering and sin offering hast thou not required. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. Listen to verse 8. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I looked at that and I said, verse 8, that would preach. I delight to do 
Thy will, oh my God. How many of us this morning in this building can stand up and say, my greatest desire is to do the will of God. We can say, yeah, I want to do the will of God, but the fact of it is when it comes down to it, uh, you want to do the will, your will before you do God's will. You know, the Bible tells us that every Christian wants to have more power. But it says this is impossible to you under spiritual authority. In other words, if you want more of God and more power of God, people say, well, I just don't have no faith. I don't have no power. I just can't believe this and I can't believe that. Well, that ain't what the Bible says. But if we want more power of God, we've got to get under spiritual authority. Anybody hear me? We've got to get under spiritual authority. What I mean by that, we've got to quit listening to everybody else. I don't care if it's your husband. I don't care if it's your wife. I don't care if it's your children. I don't care if it's your brother or your sister. I don't care if it's your church that you go to. If you're not being led of the Holy Spirit, uh, then you're not going to be as happy as God wants you to be. And we have got to have spiritual authority. Without spiritual authority, where would we be at? Without spiritual authority. You say, well, where do we get it at? We get it right here. Get it right here. Spiritual authority. You know, over in one of the Gospels, the Bible said, and I jotted down here something. I can't read it, but who would? When I, when I got to thinking about spiritual authority, you remember over there when they come and got Jesus out of the Garden of Gethsemane where he went into that garden to pray the night that they come and took him out? You remember the prayer that Jesus prayed? Do you guys remember the prayer that Jesus prayed while he was in the Garden of Gethsemane? And you know, one place in the Bible it says that Jesus told him, said, wait here while I go there and pray. And he went and he came back. And the Bible said he was asleep and said he woke him up. And he said, I'm going to go back out there paraphrasing. I'm going to go down and pray again. He said, watch and pray, at least you enter into temptation. He came back the third time, and the Bible said they were asleep. I think that's where a lot of the church people are at today. They're asleep. Boy, that didn't go over very well. Did that go over very well with you guys? They're asleep. We have lost our power that God gave us. We haven't lost it. Hey, man, we just don't use it. We just don't use it. And when Peter prayed and he knew he was going to die, knew he was going to be crucified, now you've got to remember Jesus came from the portal of heaven where there was none of this stuff going on up there like going on down here today and like going on down there then. But he came and was born of woman, born of flesh and blood, just like you and I was, so that he would know what we could go through. He had to go through it first. But you remember when Jesus was praying there in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he didn't, he didn't want to die. None of us really wants to die now, do we? Not right now, anyway. An old song, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody don't want to die. <laughs> but Jesus was praying there. He didn't want to die. He knew what he was going to go through. He knew he was going to have to take every sin that we had on his back and carry it up and nail it to Calvary's cross. He knew that. And he prayed, Father, let this cup pass from me. This cup, this that I am facing, this death, this crucifixion, Father, let it pass from me. Uh, but thanks be unto God, he didn't stop there. Uh, he said, not my will be done. Uh, he said, but Father, your will be done. Somebody give God up this morning. <laughs> not my will, Father. I don't want my will to be done. 
But Father, I want your will to be done. Thank God he was subject, subjected there. Thank God that he accepted spiritual authority from his heavenly Father. See, we've got to have spiritual authority, Brother Lee. We bring our children up, and if you don't show them some authority, they'll run you off from home when they get big enough. I know people, it's happened before. You've got to show them authority. Jesus has got to show us authority. Sometimes we think we're in authority, but let me tell you something, brothers and sisters, we ain't in authority. God is in authority. And if you're going to be blessed and you want to grow in salvation and you want to grow in your Christian life, you're going to have to submit yourself to higher authority than me or you. You're going to have to put yourself in the hand of God. You're going to have to be willing to be under spiritual subjection. And when God says, no, don't you go there, that's not my will for you to go there. Instead of saying, well, I'll, I'm going to go this time, but I won't go no more, and you go that time. See, you're walking away from power, the power of God. I wish we had enough power in this church as it was the day after Pentecost when they started, the church opened up, a new church began, and it opened up, Brother Dean, and, you know, just thousands of people was coming daily and daily and daily. They were just coming, and, and the power of God was there, and the power of God was up on some of them, uh, them disciples and some of them preachers there. The anointing was up on them, and who was Paul or Peter and them? They, the Bible said that uh, they were so many, they couldn't lay hands on them and couldn't touch them, you know, and they just walked by in the shadow of where these men of God were standing. Uh, they just walked by them in the shadow that overshadowed them, and every one of them was healed. You know why? Because they were sub in subjection to a higher authority, and that higher authority was God. Church, I believe God wants to do something with this people here this morning. I believe he does. How many of you feel that way? I felt this coming for some time, and I believe the devil thinks that he won, but I got news for him. He's not one. You say, how do you know he's not one? I've read the back of the book. I've read the last chapter in it, and it says we win, Sue. We win. Oh, we're going to have to go through some storms of life. But just remember, you're never alone. No matter where you're at, no matter how dark the way may seem, no matter how deep the valley may be, no matter how high the mountain is, that you've got to climb. Wait upon the Lord, and he'll get you there. Just follow him. Sometimes I get through, and I've just been through it, Brother Dean. A situation is I said, Phyllis, I thought I was going to die a few times. My wife thought I was, and she went and got the oil one night. And I was sitting in the chair. I was sitting in the chair. And I was hurting so bad that I told her, I don't care if Jesus, if he's not going to heal me, God, just come and get me now. I was hurting. So my wife done something she'd never done before. And I didn't ask her to. So she went and got the oil, and she come through there. She was weak. She said, honey, so I'm going to anoint you and I'm going to pray for you that God's going to help you and touch you. She laid hands on me, a weeping and a praying a prayer. I'm telling you, prayed a prayer. I didn't know she could pray a prayer like that. But there was something started flowing through me. And that night I got better. I got better. I've had some downfalls along the way and I'll probably have them for another, for a few more weeks or whatever. But I know one thing. I know that God was not done with me. I know that. I've struggled the last few weeks since I've had that COVID with my voice. But I want to thank you guys for stepping up, you preachers, you teachers. And I've never asked a one to stand behind this pulpit and preach or teach that I had any doubt that they had turned me down. 
I'm a blessed preacher this morning. I want you to know that. I've got a blessed church, and this church is a blessing to me. And we're here for you, and I want you to know that. I've said my door is never closed to you, and I'm going to say something to you right now as they come and get a song. These altars is never closed. If you're here this morning, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord, if you're here this morning and you're going through a storm, and you've been in this storm a long time, not knowing what to do, I would encourage you this morning to come up here and ask Jesus to help you get through it. If you'll do that, I promise you he'll help you get through it. I'll pro that's a promise. And if he won't, you come back and tell me you lied to me. If you want him to help you, I promise you. You know how I know he will? Because he said he would. He said, I'll never leave you. And he said, I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you all the way. No matter what you're going through, death, sickness, whatever, Jesus is the best friend that you can have to depend on. Would you stand with me this morning? You might say, Brother Ralph, I need to come and pray, but people will wonder what I've done. No, I don't think so. We don't do that here. Well, people may laugh at me. We don't do that here. When it comes to your salvation, you'll never find a preacher any more serious than what I am and a church in what you're in right now. This preacher loves you. This church loves you, and Jesus loves you. That's what we're here for, to reach out and to help those that are in need. Come just as you are this morning. If you've tried everything else, try Jesus this morning. Submit yourself to him.